place for you at my table return to me hey so we back um thanks for tuning in to part two of conversations at the table with alicia so i want to jump straight into it because i know i know i have a lot to ask and we don't have much time so is it's signs of an emotional or spiritual separation that had happened before um do you agree with that and if yes um and if you're comfortable with sharing what was that or was there spiritual emotional and mental separation before there was a physical separation so you're talking in terms of my marriage yes in terms of your marriage all right um yeah i guess the, the easiest way to say it and i think I, this is what i explained to you when i was telling my children what had happened is that the journey no longer was both of us going down this big road together um right. it kind of veered off where one of us started probably going in a truck you know so we no longer going down this road together going off and so one eye trying to focus on god and another eye being derailed right. you know um it's not something that i ever envisioned in life you know um to go from three to one to two right you know um i always believed marriage is something that is a constant that you're supposed to be there going through it the tick and ten because it would we know the devil would come with his 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 issues and his stuff um some that are our own as well um but the whole marriage yes it was an emotional separation at first because you felt this is not what it's supposed to be anymore right um and it was hurt it was sometimes you don't see that it will lead to physical separation because in your mind you're thinking you know what we'll i'll pick up this another day i have so much i'm doing um, there's work there's we have a child there's so much um would you have done things different and if yes what would you have done things different for those that are listening yes for sure i can own up and say there were things that um that you as true experience you learn to do better um one of them was sometimes because i didn't have that experience of coming to jesus you know later on in life i wasn't probably the best support um right. of someone who had a fire for god that was something that i i totally i totally take issue for and, and on my part i probably dimmed his light, light a little bit in terms of when it came to jesus and the fire that he had i couldn't understand like why you get on so you know i mean yeah god good yeah right. um so that was one and then also because said before because i was a very independent person it was hard to let go i'm the one that always makes the decisions i i paid all the bills you know um so it was hard to sometimes let the man lead right i didn't know how it was hard you now know? with submission how does yeah. it play in no, your mind okay. you, you, you know submission right. is is what you're supposed to do but actually doing it and what it means to let go it was hard because look i know how to pay the bills already i know how to you know buy the grocery i know how to organize our little outings let me do that because that's what i'm good at that kind of thing but as a, after a time it, i guess it gets to diminish the person as well because they're feeling less than Right. why you know she want to take over she doing everything well let her go and do everything i'm um, another one that is major as well that i only learned later on right um was that to let the man the man is supposed to you are supposed to treat the man as he's a man right simply meaning that even though you have a child 
he is still supposed to be the one that you're supposed to be giving your love and attention to. Not, not neglecting your child. Right. But what happens a lot when you have a child is that because this person needs you, this child needs you, depends on you for everything, just for their existence, to eat, breathe, clothe, bathe, um, you tend to now give all your love and attention to the child. And right. the man is neglected. And I guess a lot of females, we do that. And let's be honest, we do do it. But we have to remember that no matter what in the forefront, that the husband is still the person that is supposed to be loved. And you give your attention to as well. So sometimes finding that balance. Um, and then you have to be mindful that the child is not, the, a child not going to hurt you with his words, with his actions. You know, this is a child that when he see any happy and bouncing, this child is going to give you love and make you feel special as a mother. And sometimes if the husband is not doing that, we tend to neglect him. But in truth right. and in fact, we are still supposed to give, you know, your husband a lot of attention and love that's required to keep the marriage together. Right. Answer the question? You did. Uh, <laughs> I got a little emotional just thinking about all of that. Um, but that is... I find that that is particularly important. Yeah. Um, as men, and I can speak for myself, sometimes we don't ever say it. We don't ever yeah. say, hey, I want a hug, or I want you just to listen. Uh -huh, or I, give us, yeah, give us good, some love now. Good, good, good. <laughs> and we expect, even though we're not saying it, we expect the woman to understand. And if she is so otherwise occupied with everything else that she's doing, um, we feel a particular way for it. So to hear you say it and to hear you share it, um, it just kind of resonates. Hey, it is important. And so communication. Yes, as well. communication is a Talk big deal. Talk your feelings out. Yeah, that was something that had degraded as well. Um, you know, we stopped talking to each other. We got in our own little worlds and did our own little thing. And every now and then we'll come together. You know, we'll come to church, that kind of thing. And then we go home, we go back to our own little worlds. And it shouldn't be like that, you know. Would you say that there was a bit of pride to sometimes let go of or, to, or to say you know what put it aside Co i'm coming to you let's <laughs> let's fix it let's let's say what you want like yeah. how yeah. how could i do you think there was a little yeah, of that on in both it? sides of course right. because um because at times you think you are giving 80 percent in your mind you're justifying your behavior because i given all this just just come and meet me no man you know like you know um so the pride of, of feeling that you are giving all this and you are not moving no more. You, it's your turn now to come on my side as well. And you no, know, sometimes it's just a matter of talking and explaining. This is what's happening. Um, this is what I need from you. Right. This is what I require from you. Um, and sometimes they totally didn't even realize that that is something that you needed or required. Right. So a lot of communication at all times. Good, effective communication and listening as well. Because okay. not just... So you heard it here first. Good, effective <laughs> communication. So I think a lot of people don't really think about this part, but the decision to get divorced. Um, so physically, that is one thing. But deciding you are a mother, so there's a, there's a child in play. Um, you are a church leader. You are an example because persons look up to you and and your husband then um because of what y'all represented mm -hmm. that decision it impacted not just you but it impacted there's yes. a ripple effect yes how was that and i would start with the priority how was that in terms of explaining that to your son in terms of that transition just a little bit 
how was that with your children in church as a leader in church and then with your friends and families that you you all were this example to first because a relationship my ace and i had have Great. still have it and then i always look at the good of things that he was old enough where i could have be sat in fact we didn't sit down we lied on the bed <laughs> and we had a conversation you know and um he was like mommy you real strong boy and like we will do this we will do this and i was like you come from me so you strong too we will yeah. we will get through this you know and we went on sleep yeah yeah <laughs> we just had a good night's sleep um the transition was hard in terms of that we had to do things we never had to do around the house right um a perfect example was changing some bulbs and the lights outside right. we never did it so after this whole transition we had two of us on a ladder trying to change our two bulbs on the lights outside we didn't know how to do it and we laughing because there, there were things that we just never had to do in the house right. so that in itself was a journey to okay you don't have to do these things the plumbing make sure the roof you know those things that we never had to do so that was a transition what about safety and security that and true because at first it's like you're, you're you're full of anger you leave me here and i now have to live with this child it's two of us alone and you're afraid people are going to know it's just the two of us and look to break in the house you had that fear and then i just say listen i can't live like this right. and i i at time had stopped talking to god reality because it's your it's god's fault is why right. this happening you know you're blame you're looking to blame and then after i prayed and talked to god i said i can't live in this fear i have to sleep I can't be hearing all these noises and thinking something and literally without fail that night was a calm night from then till now I didn't have the fear anymore um, and we slept well right. so you know um trusting in God that was one the talking the 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 biggest thing for actually for me wasn't that he just said he left it was the feeling of a field right I feel at something right I don't feel at anything. I do not feel. <laughs> yes. Right. You know, so that was the biggest thing that you felt defeated. You felt unfulfilled. You felt that, wow, a big failure. You know, um, but actually, I didn't tell much people. Um, you felt the embarrassment was minor because I was still around. Um, I still came to church. I never missed. Most people didn't even know what was, what was happening at that point in time one of the biggest things was telling my children at church um you were older by then right and i remember we all a group of us was there and i simply told you i said you realize um so you know has no longer there and i had a conversation with you all and what was sad was that even though you all a lot of you all also came from single parent homes as right. well you know that i now was trying to not give you that example i too now became a single parent right. you know in a household but the support that i got from you you all was magnificent the best the be <laughs> <laughs> but no but another big thing i must note is that i never told you all don't tell anybody right. i never nobody ever came back to me with a story so i hear whatever strange that your children you could trust them sometimes more than adults right. but i've always say that you all were one of the best you all are the bestest children that i could have i really appreciate that so this is me thanking you all as right. well for calling down the fort for me sometimes when i was weak you know um it was a really really good support and work right. work was a was something because 
even though yes we use some mental youths as at work at home at church we also use some mental people at work at my work so we would line together as a couple and people would always comment about how good we are together we supportive and we have raised a wonderful child and now it's just me now and i remember having to go in the bathroom to t i called her in the, and i went to the bathroom and i told her now this is my story right this is my hurt this is my journey and i had to comfort her <laughs> yeah right. she was <laughs> she started to Shambles. cry and i was like but I am the one to be crying. But that was hard too. It um not being that so-called mentor to people anymore as a couple, right. because people because you always want to be an example. Because I didn't have much examples as well. Right. I didn't really have someone that I could have gone to to talk anything freely. So I always purpose in my head that whatever journey I'm on, church, homework, that I would always try to be example. Not being a perfect example, but being a living example that even through the mistakes I make, I'm able to inspire somebody to do better, to want to do better. So that was hard to admit that to, to people at work. But another plug again is that always have your four friends. Right, just four. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. A small circle. A small circle right. of people that would keep your story to themselves. A quick example was that I told two of them at work and somebody in the middle came and was talking about me. So I hear Alicia get divorced and they just stayed quiet and said nothing. And they came at different times to tell me this person thinking that you get divorced and this, but they never spoke to each other to let anybody know that they knew my story. They right. basically kept it to themselves. And I always admire that and appreciated that and sometimes even if i might fault as being a friend i always remember those people that were there for me and i try to be a better friend as well because it was a really enlightening moment to know these are people i could stick around and talk to through this trying hard difficult time okay. it was a real it was really inspiring to know who your true friends are okay <sighs> <laughs> no, i'm just going as you're saying this story, I'm saying that must have been a lot. It, yes. it must have been yes. challenging. But you seem to always have it together. I want to ask for strong women or for strong people, they always seem to have it together. When you see them, they're always smiling. They're always well put together. They dress nice. And you almost never know that they're going through struggle. How was that for you in terms of maintaining that smile, maintaining that brave face, even though basically your world in some instance was kind of shaken? Yeah. And how was your relationship with God at that point? Hmm. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, I, had, I had blamed him. Um, like, why are you doing this? You know, I'm trying to do the right thing. God. Um, so... I had a time that I had stopped praying, stopped worshiping, because like I'm doing all this, and why did this still happen to me? Um, you know, it didn't last too too long. You, you know, you get yourself, you pull back. Um, but right now, my journey spiritually is get is better. Right. God has real patience, real patience with me, and He's there, and you're always seeing Him working through the things that He does. My son is wonderful. I have. I, I don't know. People always talk about they have the best son. I have the best son ever. <laughs> 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 you know? Um, so, yes, the transition was, was hard. Um, 
yes, you felt a little embarrassed of what took place, kind of thing, because it just wasn't the plan that you had for your journey, your spiritual journey as well. Um, but I always say God always takes bad situations and makes it for good. And it became a, a life story that I can actually tell persons. Yeah, now, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of my journey. It is my story, my yeah. journey, my life. And if it could be an example through the good and the bad to make you make better decisions, um, I'm all for that. You know, I guess okay. that's why we're here now. Good, 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 good. <laughs> um, so we touched on your son. Yeah. Um, he is growing up to not just be, he's no longer, how old is he? Almost 18. Okay, so he's a young man. Yeah. Um, and he's he's going to very soon contribute in a significant way, even if he has already, but in a more meaningful way to society yeah. in terms of relationships, in terms of um occupation, yeah. that kind of stuff. How has that transition been and how are things with you all? Being now the mom the provider yeah. as well as the support so you're coming home and supporting and then you have to be the one both of you all have to be the one doing everything how has the relationship been and how how is he with the whole with the whole transition and everything because we have a really really good relationship I don't believe in we friends. I am still your mother, you still my son, but we have a really, really good relationship in that we talk a lot. Right. Um I have grown my son where I believe that he's not ready for society. He could be able to handle a job. He's able to handle people. He's able to handle his emotions. He's, you know, um, because as a parent, we are supposed to prepare our children for the life after. I don't believe in cuddling or enabling. So I have taught him through, all, all we have spoken. <laughs> right. Numerous conversations that we will always have, we still have. And I, I always tell him my face, let me give an example. And I, that was something that I had to learn as well. So, through this whole transition, say, okay, I'm going for consulate. Going for the consulate, and I'm like sitting down on the chair listening to her, and I'm like, I know all this already. I'm already doing it. Why am I here? Why is she talking? She's not saying anything that I don't know. I feel like I'm wasting my time when I could be somewhere else. And she made a statement at the last 15 minutes of our last session, and she said, don't be afraid to show your son that you are going through a process. Don't be afraid to show him that you have emotions in terms of I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling angry. And that was something that I was not giving to him. I always had the, I don't want to say up front, but I always played the part of I'm, I'm good, I'm right. control, you know? And that advice carried me and made it better because then he was, okay, mommy, 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 not going to feeling too good today. Yeah, right. You, I need a little space, that kind of thing. And it, he was now be able to react because he was, I guess, was going through those emotions. Right. So we both going through it, and we could see it, and we supported each other. So right. that was that was wonderful advice. After four sessions, <laughs> fifteen minutes down to the end, <laughs> the big moment. Be always vulnerable to show your child that you have feelings as well, not just being happy. You know, um, so that was something that I learned. So he himself can now deal with his emotions as well. Because we have a lot of children, young people out here that don't know how to handle right. their emotions. You know, um, somebody somebody says something bad about them and they can't handle it, can't deal, they can't function, they're all up in sorts, they're crying and like we have to learn how to handle our emotions and um and how to be better persons as well because you're going out in society. Right. But I, I think something you said has a lot of merit. Um, 
sometimes we see these parents or we see our parents very like almost like walls like good bad and different we see the good we see the happy but when bad or like difficult times happen we still see a very straight demeanor you like, don't know correct but then if we don't know about this is what we see we almost believe that that is how things should be done i would yeah. even say for my mom mm-hmm. um two different transitions i probably never saw her cry like to me that was very foreign like that was never. i agree too I agree. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right. Um, but what it does, it actually shows, okay, cool. Um, this is how you treat with things. Um, don't show too much emotion. Like, yeah. stay, always stay in focus. Like, never. Um, but now you're saying that she would have said, the therapist, share your emotions so that he could actually learn how to actually be emotional when times. But actually, when he's in a relationship, treat with someone who is emotional as well. Because imagine him being in a relationship with someone and she gets emotional and he's like, I don't know what, what is do. this? Like, why <laughs> are you behaving like this? <laughs> so that is important. Yeah. Um, what bit of advice you'd give to those listening? Um, divorce is something that is a tragic thing. I would say so. Yeah. Um, that is not God's ideal. I, I don't think any of us get married with the hopes of getting divorced. True. Um, what would you say to someone who has gotten divorced, but they have the children and they're wondering, God, financially I have to take care of them, emotionally I have to take care of them, spiritually mm-hmm. I have to take care of them. And it's a bit challenging because there was two and maybe both of us could have done it because where he lacked, I yeah. would pick up the slack and vice versa. But what would you say to those that not just one, but two or three children um, by themselves and they now have to manage all of those things spiritual emotional physical mental all of those things having that support system right see the four friends right. <laughs> have your four friends that you can call at any time who will support you emotionally mentally spiritually because at times you feel you have none right so have those four friends and it may seem cliched but Hold on to God. Um, not just in the sense of read your Bible kind of thing. Literally form a relationship with him. Because you literally feel the strength from his as, him as well. Right. You really do. You will have times, yes, I'll feel, nah, not today, no God. You is your fault kind of thing. But endure to the end. He is there and he will be there and it's not going to last forever as he does i think that the next big thing for me was this is just a part of it's not going to be here forever it we will get over this mountain and right. always be hopeful that things will get better always be hopeful of that what is a practical application step so you're having a rough day everything or you were having a rough day sometime in the past everything is kind of coming down on you the walls are closing in what would you say is a practical step in a daily scenario um, that you could find strength or that you could do to just help just get by today so that tomorrow could be better? Yeah. Do something you love. Right. So you come home, you're stressed, you ain't too sure how, where the food coming from, where you know the, the, the pay coming next two weeks, but you only have one week money kind of thing. Um, find something that you love and do it with all. So for me, it was sing at home jesus <laughs> <laughs> so right. i would put up the music right. and i would sing dance 
blasted. The neighbors delivered, I don't know what they taught me, right. but it helped me, it buoyed me. And also having conversations with my son. Right. He, didn't, he didn't realize how much he was a blessing to me in terms of this whole journey as well. He was a great support. I don't think I ever told him that. Um, See, you're listening now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a great support um, because he himself, in a sense, was a good friend right. because we spoke. Um, so for, find something you like that makes you happy and do it, even if it's just 15 minutes because it will, the, the whole negative will just slide away oh, okay. yes it can't the negative yeah. can consume you but if you replace it with something that brings you joy just do it okay um so we're wrapping up very quickly to those parents who there's no time for them so or for those wives or anyone for women who i am a mother i am a wife i am a church leader i have all these responsibilities i am a single mother and we forget every aspect besides you, the woman, you, Alicia Labadi. I would ask you two questions. Do you see that there's room or there's hope for you to find love again? If possibly, would you? <laughs> I asked it today's day. Um, do you see yourself finding love again? And for those that are totally consumed in everything that is going on and there's no room for them, what would you say? Don't ever be consumed. Don't ever, ever put yourself where it is you now because you're no longer married. All your attention go to your child now to, or your children. No, you'll be consumed because when they leave now, what you're going to do? Because they grow up and they do leave. So you have to find something that you, as you say, I am Alicia, find something that Alicia likes, whether it's sociable, whether it's reading, whether it's being missionary work, um, helping others. Just to take your mind away from sometimes yourself and your situation, but don't ever be fully and wholly consumed by your children, where you're all is just your children. So right. you have to find time for just being Alicia. Okay. I found that time. Right. Um, in terms of, I don't have, I'm not jaded by the whole marriage thing. I still find it's a lovely institution in terms of two people coming together and making this work, you know, and you're having fun while you're doing it because I love, I just love to laugh. Okay. And if you could find a person that makes you laugh, Yes. Um, I have friends. <laughs> so, <you> have <laughs> so we friends go back now. to we're that again. Back yeah, to we the, go back to that. Good. I have a lot of friends, you yeah. know. Um, but we'll see. I'm not I'm not against it, you know, not wanting to jump into it quick too quickly either. But yeah, I'm open. But I have a question for you before we finish quickly, quickly. Oh, you God. as a as a as a uh, <laughs> child of a single parent, right. how was that journey for you and did you see it? Um how are you now? Oh, <laughs> So, <laughs> so okay what happened so i yes what i found is that while growing up i have to credit my mom for being an excellent mom but also trying her utmost best to facilitate the roles of my dad in terms of um that person you could talk to about dating and women and, <laughs> and who will support you at your football games and your sporting events and those things so i had that but i always i would always say god instituted marriage or god instituted the family for a particular reason a mom or a mother cannot be definitely, a mother and a father definitely as say much as she tries say it again, i think say it i think again. <laughs> a mother cannot be a mother and she will try she will adapt yeah. women have this incredible ability 
But God knew what he was doing. And in my situation, as much as she did her utmost best, there were certain things that I just needed to see a man do. Yes, a man. yes. However, what I would say, and this is where I realized that God loved me infinitely more than anyone does. As I was growing up, I started to realize there were patterns or traits or things that I was doing. I didn't understand why. So these may have been traits from my dad. These may have been traits that I just picked up. And what I found is that God placed men or persons in my life, male figures in my life from church, from interactions. And those exact things that I was struggling with, they actually were strong at. So for example, one of the things was I wasn't one to be very committing to things. And I don't know where I got that from, but but what I saw in the last six to ten years, people just believe it's work or but God actually placed um a male figure in my life who I saw was very, very, very committing. Like if he said he would do something, better he will do it and and by looking at that example, by seeing that, I, was, I said to myself, hey, I'm seeing the positive results from this. I'm seeing the negative results from what I'm doing. I'm doing. And this is, this is definitely something I want to pattern after. Even though I didn't have that direct yeah. interaction with my father in that way. So I would say for those of you who have or who grew up with a single parent, God knows exactly, even though it's not ideal, yeah. God knows exactly what you need to be who you, or he, who he wants you to be. To be better. And he'll equip you with everything you need to True. do so. True. So that is how I, that is how I <laughs> dealt with the whole single parent thing. Nice, um, nice. But yes, I, Alicia, let me just say, just to say, I admire who you were in terms of, before we having this conversation, admire who you are but i look forward to who you're becoming um i don't think your story and is yeah i don't think it's it's true. finished yet true. and i think that you have so much more to give in regards to love in regards to yourself in regards to everything so i want to thank you so you much for being very open being very honest and sharing with us at the table um and i look forward to us our personal relationship yeah. growing from strength to strength true. yeah it was so nice it was nice how how, how you felt about it quickly when it i usually speak with people one-on-one and i was wondering god how can i be more effective in terms of getting more people to know my story to learn what you should and shouldn't do Uh and here you call a week after auntie alicia i want you to talk it share your story and i just this is what i'm talking about god you know but god and i just shake my head really god really this is what you're doing i just i just pass it by i just mentioned you know how i could shame a story and week after this what you do so I ac- that's why i accept it right. because i believe every every everybody's experience should be shared to make others be better right. you know and that's just all i'm here for i want my journey the good and the bad to be able to inspire and help persons to be better okay so i think that's a good way to end it so to the thousands of you listening or tuning in, um, I want to thank you sincerely, not just me, but the entire cast at the table. We want to thank you for tuning in with us and we look forward to rejoining or joining with you at the next time. Take care. Happy Sabbath.
went the way of wayward wings In a world of trouble and sin Walked along a crooked mile Behind a million rank and file Forgot where I came from Somewhere back when I was young I was a good man's child I lost some nameless things My innocence flew away from me She had to hide her face from my desire To embrace forbidden fire But at night I dream She's still singing over me Oh my child Come on Oh to me and I will hold you in my arms and I for be there will always always be a place for you at my table Return to me Wondering where I might begin Hear a voice upon the wind Singing faint but singing true Son, there ain't nothing you can do Listen close and follow me I'll take you where you're meant to be Just don't lose faith So I put my hand upon the plow I wipe the sweat up from my brow Plant the good seed along the way As I look forward to the day When at last I see My father unto me Oh, my child Come on home Home to me And I will hold you in my arms and joyful be there will always 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 be a place for you at my table return to me come on Return to me